website, people, okay? Hopefully your internet is faster than mine. All right, let's go to the hotline right now uh, from Buccaneer Sports Illustrated. Uh, we've had him on before, but it's been a while. We used to be colleagues for a brief period of time on another website. Uh, he is one of the best when it comes to Buccaneers coverage. Ladies and gentlemen, Evan Winter is on with us. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? Hey, sorry for being slightly late to the party. Uh, you know, d- day late, dollar short is has been my life motto, but hey, better late than never, right? That's okay. Tom Brady was a day late retiring or something, so it's fine. <laughs> or something, yeah. Who knows what yeah. the official timeline is. Yeah. I'm, I'm just following the mold at this point. Oh, my God. So so from a, a, a an actual sports uh, journalist that, that covers the Bucks, what is this ride since, I guess, Friday night was when the first reports came out, and then Saturday, Schefter... Um, what is it? What was it like leading up and you know till this morning when Tom Brady finally made it official on Instagram? What has uh, the last couple of days been like? Yes, I mean it's been hot and heavy, obviously since Friday. But you know, credit to Rick Stroud of Tampa Bay Times, he came out with before the divisional round game against the Rams. He wrote a thing about how this might be Tom Brady's last game and so on and right. so forth. And, I mean, yeah. I mean, even from that point on, it was difficult to digest. And obviously, these this weekend's events um, were difficult to digest. And today's events are the same criteria. It's tough, man. I mean, like, at the end of the day, I'm not too shocked because, look, my thing, and obviously when we worked together at Bucks Report, I wrote something on this back during the summer. When, he, when Tom Brady came on LeBron James's show, The Shop, on HBO. Right. And he was sitting there talking, you know, with the guys and, you know, the whole, you took that guy, that effing guy over mm-hmm. me, you know, when everybody was going all crazy about that, my biggest takeaway from that episode was just his demeanor, his tone of voice, his inflection, whenever, you know, they're 50 years or whatever it was. And he was like, no, it's, it's coming to an end. It's coming to an end soon. Like, if you go back and rewatch that clip, I mean, you could just tell there was sincerity, there was honesty, uh, there was full context there. And ever since then, I've, you know, been, I've, I've been of the mindset that he's definitely done after 2022. Uh, you right. know, 2021, who knows, but definitely done after 2022. And that coincides with the 45-year-old thing and all that stuff. But either way, it was still a surprise. You know, it, it might have been on the smaller scale of things from my personal standpoint, but this past weekend was still a surprise because leads the league in touchdowns, passing touchdowns, leads the league in yardage, you know, sets all these records. He can obviously still play. The Bucks might have a different looking offense next year if he comes back to a certain degree. But at the same time, man, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely difficult to swallow, especially with the 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 accolades you know, everything else that he's provided over the last couple of years. Yeah. And the other thing that kind of had uh, a lot of people holding on to hope, uh, including myself, was, you know, he always said and he said more than once, you know, that he would retire when he sucked. And that's what right. you think about. You go, wait a minute. He doesn't suck. As a matter of fact, he's the best version of himself I've ever seen which is uncanny, and I know I've seen people write this, and it does make sense when you say he's got three Hall of Fame careers. If you look over, you know, like uh, the last 20 years, you know, Tom Brady in his 20s, 30s, and 40s, all Hall of Famers, you know, so it's it's kind of crazy. So to, to think that he would go out on top, it's refreshing in a way because 
uh, and we were talking about this earlier in the show before you came on. You know, it's hard to think of a, a goat uh, that that went out before they started declining. You know, like Michael Jordan, we saw him play with his knees racked up. You know, we saw guys like Johnny Unitas just play tattered. Even guys like Joe Namath went off and played with the Rams and looked horrible. And then, you know, all the way down to, you know, uh, Gretzky didn't look good towards the end. All these guys, nobody knows what Babe Ruth looked like because there was no film back then. He played in 1842. So it's just, you know, for him to go out on top it pisses you off, but at the same time, you go, wow, that's just another reason why he's the greatest. He never he never sucked. He's going to go out with never sucking. It's crazy. Yeah, there, there's no finality to it. And, you know, Bruce right. Arians talked about the finality in the NFL, you know, after the Rams lost. And, I mean, if you think about it, it's an excellent move on Brady's part because now we're going to sit here and forever debate, Johnny, how much longer could he have played? Could he have played till 2023? Right. Could he have played till 2024? You know, I mean, like, the, the the Brady legend is going to forever live on because he went out while he was still literally at the top of his game. And, you know, obviously there's some kind of solace in that when it comes to his mm-hmm. personal thinking. Obviously that's speculation on my end, but if you have half a brain, you got to sit there and think just as human beings, you know, just one-on-one. If I can still go out, at the top of my game when I know I can still play, you know, I mean, like, why not do it? So right. it just adds to the legend and it adds to the mystique. And at the end of the day, you know, it's what makes him happy. So to get all cornballish and all that stuff, as long as yeah. he's happy, you know, I'm happy at the end of the day. Evan, what did you make of, of his semi-snub? Of He did come back and say thank you to the Patriots organization, kind of, but he really he gave the Bucks fans most of his attention during that time. What was your feelings about that and does he retire a patriot or a buccaneer when he goes into the hall well so you know obviously when it comes to my analysis when it comes to talking about the books and all that stuff i'm objective but at the end of the day you know i've grown up watching this team i am a fan still at the same time uh as a buck fan i loved it (laughs) you know as a journalist um it kind of it kind of caught me by surprise because you know that that's the, the Patriots' legacy is what built Tom Brady. So you figured a lot of the attention would have gone to that. But at the same time, we all live in a day and an age of recency bias um, to where, you know, the things that are the freshest on our mind is probably what we're going to put foremost, uh, forefront and center at the most. Um, but when it comes to him retiring as a Patriot, uh, I think he already came out and said earlier today that he was, or Robert Kraft, sorry, rather came out and said today that they were going to sign the one deal contract and he was going to retire a Patriot and all that stuff. But dude, if he would have retired as a Buccaneer, oh man, that would have been something to talk about for sure. Yeah, certainly. I saw Dave Portnoy just really just giving it to him, giving him the business about how he disrespected the fans and the city of Boston. And, you know, much like you, I'm not a huge fan of Boston and and their sports team. So I enjoyed it, too. But it seemed to make more sense that, you know, he had most of his success with, you know, six Super Bowls in New England, that it it would make more sense for him to go in as as a Patriot. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, he did groundbreaking stuff in Tampa Bay, obviously, being the first quarterback to win the Super Bowl as a starting quarterback for an AFC and an NFC team, you know, moving over the first year, winning the Super Bowl, all that stuff, breaking the records that he broke while he was here in Tampa Bay that were not just franchise records for the Bucks, but also all-time NFL records. Um, I mean, there was a lot going on, but at the same time, yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, 19 seasons, or sorry, 20 seasons, 19 years, 
um, and all the just the just un, unexplainable success that he had in New England. It makes sense for him to retire as a as a Patriot. Now that now I mean, that the bucket. The, oh, yeah. sorry, Johnny, go ahead. No, I was gonna say just for the fans, not for the team. But for the Boston fans, I think it's right that he retires as a Patriot too. But uh, yeah, go go ahead, Will. Oh, I was just going to ask now that now that we have finality here, and obviously there was uh, some debacle with with the reporting, which maybe you can uh, kind of shed some light on with being in in sports media. But who do the Bucks go after now at quarterback? Do you think I, I saw the Ooh. Vegas prediction, which was Teddy Bridgewater will be the Buccaneers' quarterback next season? But what, what's your analysis? About that? <laughs> I mean, dude, honestly, there's all kinds of different routes they could go here. You know, it just depends on how aggressive they want to get at the end of the day. Um, during Jason Light's press conference earlier today, um, he didn't really delve too much into the details of what the Bucks' plans are, obviously, and for good reason. Um, but, I mean, they could do anything from trading for Russell Wilson, obviously, depending on how much they want to give up. But Russell Wilson's cap hit is extremely extremely manageable. He's due $19 million in base salary. Uh-huh. He's got a $5 million roster bonus. That's an over, like What people don't realize is the signing bonus, $13 million signing bonus that he's on the books for does not transfer over if he gets traded to the Bucks. That's how it goes in the NFL. Whatever prorated money that was added to a quarterback deal, especially with Aaron Rodgers, too, does not get transferred over to the team that is receiving them in the trade. So whenever you're looking at the numbers, just look at the base salary, look at the roster bonus, look at the workout bonus, so on and so forth. But anyways, I mean, they could do anything if they want to pay them at the price, which for Russell Wilson, which apparently is two firsts and a second day pick, which is either a second or third, you could easily make that a third and then say, hey, if Russ wins this many games, kind of like what uh, the Eagles did with Carson Wentz trading him to the Colts, if he wins this many games, if they go to the playoffs, and this third-round pick becomes a first-round pick in you know, whatever year, there's all kinds of different routes they can take. Um, honestly, though, if we're being realistic and we're talking you know, just in terms of how the current roster is currently structured, I would say, yes, the Russell Wilson trade is definitely plausible, but the Seahawks obviously have to agree to it first. But, man, it won't surprise me if Blaine Gabbert is starting this year and the Bucks use that money they save on a high-priced quarterback to bolster the rest of the roster through their own free agents, their outside free agents, whatever, um, or if they even bring a Jameis Winston back. I mean, they're yeah. like right now, right, I know, it, 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 but hey, at the same time, I mean, you got to think about it. Like, he has chemistry with Mike Evans, with Cameron Bray. Um, Those are, like, the only two skilled position players I can really say officially that will be back. And even in Cameron Bray's sense, he might not be back because he's got, like, a 7.8 million cap hit next year. Um, But either way, like, I just hope they don't go Teddy Bridgewater because I can understand why Teddy Teddy Bridgewater was uh, was an option in 2020. You know, after the 2019 season with Sean Payton and all that stuff. But man, if you're watching tape of Teddy Bridgewater over these last two years and you think that, especially if you're a win now team, a team that's still a playoff contender like the Bucks, if you think he's going to take you back to the Super Bowl, you're fooling yourselves. And I would really like to think that Bruce Arians and uh, Jason Light are a lot smarter than that. But obviously, that remains to be seen. Now, I know we're getting a, a little ahead of ourselves, but, I mean, we're, we are talking hypotheticals with the future. Now, what would you think? Cause yeah, you this kind of popped. Yeah, this kind of popped in my head today. And, you know, uh, with the draft coming up, you know, a lot of mocks have – 
Kenny Pickett going anywhere from 17 to 22. You know, if, if he's sitting there, the Bucks pick 27. If he's sitting there, even if he's sitting at 24 or 25, and they can make a trade up, I mean, would that be crazy to spend that pick on a guy like Kenny Pickett, who a lot of people say, you know, probably should have won the Heisman? And, I mean, I watched a couple of his games this year. He looks like the real deal. He's got, you know, ideal size. He's super athletic, and his passing is deadly accurate. I mean, you think maybe they, you know, they they try to go young and, and, and do something with a, with a top-notch first-round quarterback? I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Kyle Trask didn't look as bad as he looked during the preseason last year. I mean, he had a couple of nice moments in that very last game, but if he would have at least shown some kind of semblance that, you know, there is a lot of progress being made. And obviously Bruce Arians and Jason Light have come out over the last week or so and said they feel comfortable with his progress, but you know, what are they going to say? Oh, no, he sucks. We, we're totally – we wish we never right. would have spent, you know, the last pick of the second round. I mean, what are they going to say? But at the end of the day, if if he would have shown a lot more progress last year than what he did show, I would say, yeah, that might be a little bit on the loony side, but he didn't. And right now, I mean, look, it's obvious Bruce Arians loves Blaine Gabbert, called him like the most underrated player in the year of in the league before the year right. started. Um, all that jazz. We all know, based off of Blaine Gabbert's sample size, he is not the guy. He is not the answer. Mm -hmm. So, no, at the end of the day, if if Pickett lasts 227, or let's say the Bucs can trade a fourth or a a third, I don't think it would require a third to move up three or four spots. But let's say a fourth, um, go for it, man. Why not? Because at the end of the day, at least you bring in competition, and who knows? Pickett could be the guy for the next 10 years. You never know. Yeah, and you get that rookie contract, so you don't have to pay him for a few years, you know. So, exactly. you know, you're you're saving a lot of money for uh, free agency and everything there. That's why it kind of it, it started out as a one minute thought, and it ended up being like more of a twenty minute thought. And then I started doing more digging on him, and I go, oh crap, you know, he is actually pretty good, <laughs> you know. So he's a really good quarterback. Yeah, and big too. You know, I I I I believe in. You know, I know there's some smaller quarterbacks that do that do pretty well, but I still would like a guy that's six four. You know, at least you know that could take some hits and and uh, and have a big big arm at the same time. And it seems like you know that's the way to go. Some of these uh you know these quarterbacks now they have, they have all of it. They have all you know these uh these Allens and these Herberts. You know, you're like, look, this guy's big and can run like a gazelle. That's that's appealing to me, you know. So if we're going to be, you know, not not rebuilding, as they said, we're going to be reloading. I mean, I don't mind reloading with some youth, especially, you know, if the goat's gone and we have to start 